To give the 1960s countercultural guru and drug enthusiast Dr. Timothy Leary his due, he claimed his most famous saying, from which this commentary takes its title, was not meant to advocate a life of adult indolence. There is, however, little doubt that some variation of his advice has taken hold in a great many corners of American society, and even Cheech and Chong would be shocked at where we are today. A recent article in the Washington Post contained these terrifying statistics about America's current disastrous epidemic of drug abuse. Greater than in 2015, according to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention figures, heroin deaths alone surpassed gun homicides for the first time. More than 33,000 people died of opioid overdose, with another 20,000 dying from other drugs. A recent federal study found that prescription painkillers are now more widely used than tobacco. The article goes on to note that prescription overdose deaths have been rising since 2000 despite state and federal efforts to crack down on the abuse of these drugs. It would, of course, be impossible to not point a finger at the pharmaceutical industry. Their aggressive marketing of all manner of drugs to cure every side effect of living our normal daily lives has been disingenuous at best, and outright quackery at worst. Although improvements in medications have made many diseases and maladies more bearable and even provided cures for some which were previously a death sentence, we have also been sold the notion that annoying or inconvenient variations in human behavior or function are now problems worthy of a visit to the doctor, and more and more of our lives are now wrapped up in gulping pills to cure more and more newly discovered illnesses. Is your child is too rambunctious? We've got a pill for that. Are you shy around strangers? We've got a medication to cure you. Need to pep up? We've got you covered. Need to wind down. We've got something for that too. Sweaty? Yep. Not sweaty enough. Sure thing. Too hairy? You betcha. Not hairy enough. Step right up. The predations of the pharmaceutical industry, now free to advertise their wares to a credulous and yearning public, are successful because they take advantage of two signal human weaknesses, our attraction to easy solutions and our desire, born of our insecurities, to perfect ourselves and our lives. Just as we have a fantasy belief that eating fat-free foods will make us thin without the bother of exercise, or that purchasing an expensive new laptop computer for our academically struggling child will guarantee future admission to an Ivy League college, so do we easily delude ourselves into believing that health, happiness, and success is available if we can find the right pill to swallow. The shamans of the tribal past would find the pill-sized hopes hidden inside our medicine cabinets, gym bags, bedside tables, and purses to be entirely unsurprising. Of course, our routine use, and shocking abuse, of powerful and highly addictive opioid painkillers is another step beyond. If we knew how many of our friends, family, neighbors, and colleagues are gulping Norco, Percocet, and Oxycontin, or perhaps even shooting heroin or snorting cocaine, in daily dosages sufficient to stun a cow, we would likely be shaken to the core. This is obviously an issue that puts all manner of medical practitioners on the front lines of any solution, but it also speaks to something deeper, darker, and more disturbing happening in towns and cities across America where the desire for the numbing escape these drugs provide for many has nothing to do with the physical pain. It would be foolish to deny that many people like to get high, but most somehow manage to get through their freshman year of college only slightly worse for the wear, a few brain cells short yet ready for the productive lives lying ahead. There have, of course, always been a few who never really grow beyond their partying phase of life, and these men and women have always spent their lives dealing with the chaos and health problems that have resulted. However, we need to ask what has so changed within ourselves that we are now landing in emergency rooms, rehab centers, or the morgue in such astonishing numbers, lives ruined, families destroyed, and communities devastated. Many are wondering why Americans are now so often using these potent painkillers, but I ask a different question, given the grim and aimless lives so many are now forced to live, 
why would you not turn to narcotics for relief from the emotional and spiritual hurts that somehow must be endured, day after day after day? If you look back over the span of human existence during the past several thousand years, we have counted on three facets of our lives for the purpose and pleasure that helps us deal with the daily rigors and challenges we all must face, our families, our faiths, and our work. Unfortunately, all three are under siege by societal, economic, and political forces that are eroding the foundations of much of American life. Soaring divorce rates, single-parent households, out-of-wedlock births, and lonely latchkey kids, all of this and more is grinding down families across our nation. Organized religion, now often derided as the last refuge of the ignorant and bigoted by the intelligentsia, is in full retreat from the onslaught of our ever more permissive society. Work that offers dignity and pride of craft has been often replaced by majobs that offer little beyond a meager paycheck, and more workers are daily told that their livelihoods are being shipped abroad, or being replaced by a robot or piece of computer software. Taken individually, these trends are profoundly disturbing, all three together are an assault upon everything that many of us hold dear. Those who wonder why so many voters are revolting against the status quo fail to understand that many Americans blame our national leaders for their blithe lack of concern with the agony that so many feel today. We don't want another pointless regulatory commission, another ossified agency, or another clock-watching bureaucrat explaining just how wonderful the latest round of new and improved government policies will make our lives, long after our bones have already been picked clean. Until our elected and appointed officials get it through their thick skulls that our country and its people expect leadership that supports families, respects faith, and empowers American workers, they can expect little beyond our cold contempt and volcanic rage. Until this happens, don't be surprised if many Americans turn to a narcotic haze to provide some respite from the empty charade that so many of our lives have become. This might not be a great long-term plan, and it certainly carries along its own measure of misery. However, for many who are desperately lonely, spiritually bereft, and physically exhausted, a little drug-induced escape makes more sense than not.